Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Hello, Hello. Tom. Hello. Hello, How are Dave. you? I'm fine. Hello. Hello. That's, uh, I think, who's, what's the album that's that? I think it's raising Halloween. Some, raising some hell-o's. Uh, hell. Nothing? I'm Anything? Googling it. Okay. Album by Guar. It's a Guar album. Uh, I knew of course I, okay. it is. Of course it is. I think okay. it's Guar's first album. It might be. That's so great. Sweet. Uh, we, we've cracked it. We've cracked the word hello. We've cracked uh, now the case. Onto, is onto, Guar uh, from the same dimension as the Cenobites? No, they're from space. Right, but space could be other dimensions. They're the scum dogs of the universe. Yeah, you're right. These they all right, here's what I would say. The Cenobites know Guar. Yeah, They're at they've least met. tight with Guar. They've met. Yeah. yeah they've encountered Guar. Yeah. Uh, my name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And uh, we just watched Hellraiser. We watched Hellraiser. The new one. The new Hellraiser. Beautiful, isn't it? It's really nice. You can hold it. What is it? It's a puzzle. And it's almost finished. Keep going. So if I solve it, do I get a prize? I do. Razor, like with a Z, that would be like oh, a that'd be pretty song. sweet. Yeah, you could make like a whole horror movie about like a haunted razor, and people keep trying to shave with it, but it just shaves your entire face or your entire gooch mm-hmm. or whatever it is you're trying to, you know, you know, tighten up. That's a close shave, they say. Exactly. The closest shave oh. you'll ever have! Exclamation point. We could make this Good, movie. We got Dave. it. We got it. We got the film. It's in the can. <laughs> Don't steal! Don't um, steal our idea, by the way. No, no, don't steal it. Well, fucking, it's if a million you, dollar if you, idea. If you do, if you do, we'll poke you with the lament configuration, and then you'll be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, a uh, couple questions, Tom, because I yes. am not a huge Hellraiser fan. Uh, I, I am, maybe watched the original a few times. I am also not a huge Hellraiser fan, but I do really like Hellraiser. It's one of the only mainstream horror movies that has truly fucked me up. Um, really? Oh, the original yes, Hellraiser. The original. The original. Uh, it's more so the first one. Like the the sequels get notoriously goofy, but they're still pretty solid well, up up through like three. But those yeah. early ones, like that was when I was like sneaking horror flicks on like Showtime and shit as a little kid. Um, cause there was a limit to what my mom would let us rent. 
Um, yeah. Uh, Hellraiser was, and Clive Barker in general has been the only one of like the mainstream that has genuinely fucked me up. Like to this day, I can go back and watch Candyman or go back and watch the first Hellraiser, and it's like this is fucked. Um, yeah. This is so really Candyman... gnarly and and disturbing on like a primal level. I gotta rewatch Hellraiser because. Candyman fucked me up. I love Candyman. Candyman's I, I grew up on movie. that one. Yeah, that's awesome movie. Uh, it's such a good movie. I it's one of the first horror movies I re- recall watching. Um, Clive Barker in general, or rather the gore factor, mm-hmm. doesn't fuck me up. Um, not in the way that say David Cronenberg does. Um, it's it's kind of it's, and it's, this isn't this isn't meant to be like an insult against it, but it's kind of. It's kind of like the hostile stuff where it's like body horror where it's just someone being tortured never really got to me only because it's so like it it's it's not like creepy to me. It's just it's just like ew. Like it's just well, upsetting. It's, yeah, it's conceptually uh upsetting. Yeah. And it's not just I guess the, it's hard to, be to clear, describe. Yeah, to be clear, it's not the gore the gore necessary. It's not only the gore. For like yeah. Candyman and Hellraiser, they both have these real disturbing. Well, Candyman's downright creepy. Yeah, and and and, and Hellraiser is in the, in the, in a similar way when it's the gore is certainly an element of it, but it it taps into this real disturbing uh, area of thought. I don't know. It's it's. I don't want to get too much into it because I don't. This is yeah. a, this episode's not about the original Hellraiser. It's about the 2022 Hellraiser. Well, I wanted I wanted to ask these questions because um like mm-hmm. first of all I liked this movie. I liked this movie. Um but I wasn't scared okay. by it. And 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 that's that's why I was asking is cuz I was like is uh-huh. this like the original? Um No, like, it's not. Yeah, I didn't think it was. It feels d- different. It's still I what did you think of this one? I thought it was bad. Oh, that's like, great. I, I think this is a bad movie. I liked all the I like all the Cenobite stuff. Um, they the new designs, which are still evocative enough of the original that you can identify which is which. But they did they had some fun with it. the The effects look cool. I really like that there's no jump scares in this movie. Yeah, it's, well, if the, you the notice that, it's like it's, it's like a hundred percent. Right, but like it's they leaned more on the mood of it and like setting these yeah. really like. Like I definitely felt dread in this movie, um, and like yeah. when the when some of the horror shit happens, it's pretty cool. Like uh, Goran Vizhnik's ultimate fate—I I hope I said his name right—the uh, guy from ER. Um, oh, with uh, the, the yeah, his ultimate fate. That when we got to see him like... get turned into a Cenobite, that was really cool. Um, but altogether, I thought like the script is really bad. The characters. Uh, none, none of the characters are likable. Everybody does is constantly doing shit that doesn't make any sense. They're just doing it, like so. Watching this movie, I just yeah, felt, I hard, felt... hard agree. the The part where they fight over the puzzle, and they're like you give me, give me it, and then it goes off, and it yeah. was like, wow, you really couldn't think of a way for yeah, that. Yeah, and happen. as they're well, as that's... they're doing the tug of war, they do this elab, like they solve the puzzle. So it's like somebody yeah. solving a Rubik's cube while it's being t- it's it's ridiculous. Like I I really felt like I was watching a screenwriter just come up with scenes, and it bummed me out because I was really excited about this movie. I like the director a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the same director as The Ritual and um, The Night House. Um, yeah. But yeah, like this 
movie is full of uh, unlikable assholes doing stupid shit that makes no sense to the point where it felt like it was insulting my intelligence. I would say I liked the boyfriend okay, even though he also does the part where he just can't, he forgets how to run. And it's like, what's, what are you doing? Like, yeah. there's a lot of horror movie yeah. moments like that. Like the guy forgets yeah. how to drive as well. Um, there's yeah. a lot of like dumb reasons for things to happen. I didn't mind yes. the main character. I thought, I thought she was good. Um, well, I see that's what, that's sort of where my problem started because the, the premise okay. of the movie is we start with this main character named Riley, who is living with her brother and another roommate and it has a job. Uh, she's a recovering addict, uh, but she has a job. She's been sober for a while. She's just not earning enough money through tips to kind of pay her way. And it's like, she has a little bit of tension between her and her brother, but it's not like super serious. We see them have like one argument where he's like, look, I can't keep covering for you every month. And right. she's like, I know I'm trying. My tips are not great right now, but I am trying. And like the brother relents. So it like, it seems resolved. But then like later that night, her weird ass boyfriend <laughs> um, is like, hey, I used to work. He says this convoluted story. It's like, I used to work uh, doing late night deliveries to this warehouse and they got all kinds of cool rich stuff coming in and I swear it's abandoned and there's one last shipment coming in tonight I don't know what it is we should go steal it and she's like hell yes let's go steal it so she, yeah, she she's a real scumbag she agrees to break into this warehouse with this boyfriend that she's they've barely started dating this is a very new relationship um, to steal some shit with this guy she barely knows to, uh, like her situation didn't it didn't seem to justify it like it so uh, from yeah. like from the beginning i was like why the fuck are these characters doing any of this so and the, I, I, the I, idea I, like it, 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 just real quick oh no keep going keep going it's, it also really stuck out to me and the movie tries to explain it but it really stuck out to me like with the boyfriend's weirdly convoluted plan to like steal something he's not entirely sure what it is but he knows it's it's rich stuff because it's like well all these rich people uh ship stuff to and from this building at all hours of the night except he doesn't know who has shipped any of it he doesn't know who owns the building and he doesn't know what's in any of the shipments so it's like how did you ever know what any of these things were to know that they're valuable well, and of course we later, later we find learn. later we find out that he's being used he's been hired by the bad guy basically to trick somebody into opening the lament configuration but like for 90 percent of the movie that's the explanation we're stuck with and it's it's harebrained like it's ridiculous <laughs> So, yeah. like, for most That's of the so movie, we're riding on this, all of these events are happening because of this ridiculous heist that the main character agreed to go on for, like, no reason. It doesn't seem justified. Like, her situation did not seem desperate enough for her to be like, yeah, I'll go do a crime with my brand new boyfriend to help they cover could've... rent for this nice apartment that my brother and my roommate are already helping me out with like it seemed it... i think what that what they were trying to establish and they i don't think they did it right was that she's uh, an addict and she's not a great person and she's not actually recovering right like when she goes over his house they, right. i'm pretty sure they're drinking yeah they're both maybe he's uh, he's definitely getting hammered she we don't yeah. we don't see her take a drink until they actually get to the heist and they do right. they do make a beat out of it like she stops she smells the flask she takes a yeah. couple of breaths and then she finally drinks it so i think that was the first time she broke her sobriety that's true but, yeah but that but she that also just has makes... the pills in her car yeah like, but it they seems were like, like she's you... clearly she's clearly like 
struggling, you know? Um, I'm not justifying the yeah. movie. I, I agree with you. This is my Venom, Tom. Like, or, well, I don't love it as much as you love Venom, but I had a lot of fun with this movie. And yes, it is very stupid. Like I said, I didn't find it scary once. I no. laughed most of the time. I found it, it entertaining as hell uh, it, it because of how silly it was. Like, I felt really... Like, cause you should definitely rewatch the original because, like, the the, sure. the original has like, and they still have some of like the creepy mythology in this, but there's something about the way I it's. I want to get into that. That's my oh. the Cenobites are my favorite. Ver- it's there. It's so weird. Yeah. That uh, spoilers. One of the characters basically asked to speak to their manager, and they're like, okay, like they do returns. They're, or rather, they're like, we don't do returns, they we do, do exchanges, exchanges yeah. or store credit. We'll do store we'll credit. We'll do store credit. Like, it's, yeah. so, it's so weird. Like, they, uh, the, the Cenobites, that's how it's pronounced, they are, they are not scary to the point that they're like, they carry out full conversations with them. Yeah. It's like it's like they're just chatting up like, um, like Michael Myers. It's so weird. The part where she stabs one of them and they're like, yeah, that counts. Yeah, and they just kill him with chains. Like, why does that make sense? Um, They're the funniest creatures because they're like, they're like aliens who fundamentally don't understand that we don't like pain. That's what they come across as where they're just like, we're just trying to help you. That's why. Why can't we help you? That's precisely what they are. Right, but they're not scary at all either. Like, right? Because yeah. they're so they're 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 weirdly approachable. That's what's funny is I feel like you could go out there if you're not a target and be like, "So how's your night going?" and like chat one up, and they'll chat and they'll be like, "Yeah, my shift ends in a few hours." Like they just seemed like they were on the job, which I loved about them. Yeah, there's they do a better job of of I feel like they do anyway in the in presenting it in the original where it's more. It's a little more mysterious. Their motivations are a little less clearly defined. Um, okay. Even though I don't think like knowing what their motivation is makes them less scary. Like I think the concept of the Cenobites is is kind of cool and creepy. They're these cosmic oh for sure travelers that are just like in search of all sensation, and they've experienced so much that pain and pleasure are the same thing to them. And yeah, they they look the way that they look because they're like constantly in the agony that they appear to be in. It's just they've they mentioned in the movie, you just need to raise your threshold. Then you need to find your new threshold because that's right. that's like what they are. They're just constantly pushing that boundary. And that's all that they're out. They're just bondage freaks. Yeah. Scouring the cosmos, yeah. looking for new sensations to experience. That's their whole deal. But like this movie sort of does the thing that all of the Hellraiser sequels do, which is they just make it a slasher movie with like, with like a bunch of, a bunch of very theatrical industrial band members. Yeah. Um, I had a question about that actually. Yeah. Is, is the only, so the puzzle box, is -hmm. this how the puzzle box works across the board? I can't remember. For people who don't know. know. Okay. The way the puzzle box works in this movie and it's it's I would I would say it's the root of part of the problem of this movie, and that's why I was wondering about the original again. Is the puzzle box has configurations, yes. and every time you solve it, it it's a knife sticks out, and it's supposed to cut you. If it doesn't cut you, you can cut someone else with it. Um, and whoever's blood it is, the the Cenobites come and take away. Right. The problem with that premise, it's kind of like Wishmaster. Where it's a slasher that can't just kill you. They have to be uh, queued up. They have to be prompted. 
Um, but unlike like Wishmaster, like half of Wishmaster is him being like, I bet you wish you could escape this job. Like right. he has to like really force people to wish because that's the only power he has. This is the same thing. Only the thing that you have to do is solve a puzzle box. And like, so the movie has to keep thinking of ways for someone to do that. To the point that, yeah, like we uh, said, two characters fight over the puzzle box and solve it. So, like, that's very funny to me because it's one of the most avoidable horror uh, villains where you yeah. just just don't touch the box and well, you're fine. That's the whole that's the whole thing. Right. And there's a lot of horror is yeah. built on that. It's I don't remember specifically if it has to poke you in the originals, but the puzzle box has know. always been the way it's always been the way you summon them. Um, okay, but that's a lot of horror, right? Well, that's always been a lot of horror, and, yeah, though, right? It it's is. like it's, it it's messing around I'm with. Is that... Oh, sorry. I, I was just saying, it's a lot of horror has always been messing around with shit you're not supposed to be messing around with. It's like for the, sure, but it's like the forbidden knowledge type thing, right? But in terms of making uh, uh, this, this movie and a bunch of sequels, that's why I suspect the first movie is the only good it, one, right? You're you're identifying why many... it doesn't work as a slasher movie. <laughs> Exactly, because how many ways can you open this fucking right. puzzle box? And how many different people are going to... Like, that's... For most of the movie, I kind of... Even though he's a scumbag, like, I kind of sort of liked her boyfriend because every time... And, of course, we find out later it's because he knows exactly what it is. But, like, every time right. she was like, here, look at this box. He's like, no, I don't fuck with things like that. Like, he doesn't want anything yeah. to do with this box. Yeah, he's like, and that would be not. that would be most people, right? Like, most yeah. people would look at this freaky little puzzle box and be like, I'm not going near that fucking thing. Right. At the end of the movie, she puts down the puzzle box and le- like, this is the thing is I was so not scared of the puzzle box. I was like, no, go bury it in concrete. Like, it's not the bu- yeah, throw the it in the ocean. It's going to hurt you. Let, let yeah, a you can whale have- fucking deal with yeah. that. Or honestly, just keep it on your shelf because as long as you don't use it, then you're fine. So it's just like if you if you don't have any kids around or anybody to fuck with it, just say like, yeah, that's a hell box I have. Don't mess with it. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll summon Do these not touch dicks it. that'll come get you. Yeah, but don't, like yeah. don't like. Don't do what these nerds do and like speak in riddles. Just be very clear. It's like, oh, no, no, no. If you mess with that thing, it's going to open a gate to a hell dimension and these leather freaks are going to come here and kill you with chains. So just leave that where it is. It's Homer with the forbidden donut. Exactly. It's just like, yeah, they can just sit there like, come on, don't you want to play with the box? And it's like, no, no, I super don't. Yeah. It's just the brood and at wish. The end, it was, I love that the ending is there just like, what is your wish? And she's more or less like, yeah, I've seen how you guys interpret wishes. I'm good. Like, well, that's you guys, uh, enough. the word for wish isn't the same word between us. So I'm going to go ahead and say no. Yeah, of course. And that's the, you know, kind of the reveal is that the lament configuration, which is its first configuration, the box form is the benign form. That's when you just choose yeah. to just live when they explain it as living with the memory of all the things you've done it's like sure fine just yeah keep, again keep those chains the, far away from me please yeah i love that the cenobites are like oh really don't you want to get like cut into a billion people yeah. okay whatever no, you no that, freak. that's the point they don't they're yeah they've they don't understand they don't it's understand so that anymore yeah they've been this it's, they've been this for so long that they're just oh right. weird you don't want like your skin peeled off you sure yeah. You don't want like a cool new like helmet that like pulls the skin away from your mouth, so you've got the cool little little teeth, little big teeth. Uh, you don't want yeah, that exactly. You don't you, want that. You don't what, want, what's wrong? You with don't you? want big teeth? Are you sure? We yeah. what we can we can shove 
uh, a, a mechanical loom through your chest. You don't want that? It's like cotton candy to them, where yeah. they're like, really? Who doesn't Nothing? want this? You don't want some of this? A right. little bit of this? I would... I would love to see a crossover where they run into Bill Murray from Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, they're, <laughs> and, they're just, like, and they're like, ah, here we go. That's my guy. He's just so into it. He'd be the yeah. best Cenobite. He really would. Uh, just see him as Pinhead. Bill Murray Cenobite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah this movie's silly as fuck. Mm. Um, I, I, but it, again, I really love all the Cenobite designs. I still like. Yeah. Like I still think this the idea of the Cenobites is a cool idea. It's and it's creepy and weird and it's got that like It is, but I don't think this movie No, this is not pulls it off. They're not they don't like we keep we, One of them gets caught in a door. It's very silly. <laughs> we keep yeah. we keep landing on the same thing, which is basically Hellraiser does not work as a slasher movie. It just doesn't. It's it's there's too many rules to it. It's too conceptual. So like yeah. in order to create a situation where a bunch of people are repeatedly in danger from them it requires a bunch of silly shit to keep happening. Because you're right, yeah. you wouldn't fuck with that box. The first time you saw it poke somebody and these super fucking leather dudes come out of space to maim that person into oblivion, you'd be like, I'm, I'm throwing that in the ocean, like it's yeah, in a volcano. Yeah, yeah, like what you would fire on the side of a cannon. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it's, I don't know. It's you, it's better when it's like a story about like, like, I liked the opening. That's like more of the vibe of what Hellraiser is. Yeah. Starts in the Berkshires, which I was like, yeah, that's, oh, this yeah. is the Berkshires. Yep. It's rich. And then it's a himbo. Yeah. It's a fucking, it's a death of the himbo. Yep. De- death of a himbo. <laughs> Arthur Miller's classic yeah. play. <laughs> But yeah, it's yeah. it's the idea that like the super rich dude played by uh, Goran from ER um, uh, has collected all this shit. Like it's it's better when it's like some w- weird yeah, rich I, freak tracking down shit. You know who's just so like they make him yeah evil they hedonism make him show bot up basically later. yeah yeah he shows up later and he really should have been even more of a driving force because that's how you get around uh, people being like what's this puzzle box right you have this guy like facilitate it exactly like honestly i wish that that journey he goes on that we see the end of that would have been more interesting to watch this rich guy be like collecting he's like a serial killer and he's using the puzzle box and stabbing people right it's kind of like the uh ninth gate sort of takes that approach and it's that that's what makes it a slasher. The slasher is like it's a person with using the box as the weapon. That's how you do that. But they they don't do that for most of the movie. So yeah, it begins with him like getting his wish. And what we learn, I really like how his character arc goes. Oh yeah. What we learn at the end is he's like, so these guys are dicks. Like he he just hates them, <laughs> and it's yeah. really funny to me. Um. They put he, this. So he, when you when you solve for for the uninitiated, yeah. <laughs> when you, when you solve the final configuration, uh, the Cenobites God uh, Leviathan or whatever comes down, and you basically get a wish. You get to pick from one of the configurations, and they each mean a different thing. So he picks yeah, the but, one mean, meaning sensation. Yeah. Um, and, and you, so, like, I would, I like this is all on him. 
if I met yeah. these motherfuckers and it was like, I want to feel sensation. They're like, no, you okay, don't. yep. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, I would stop don't. and be like, wait, define wait. sensation for me real quick. Like, yeah. yeah. Why would you pick sensation? These the mother, these, these, these hell beasts is like, I want to feel feeling. And they're like, yeah, you got it, buddy. You, you sure will. Like, pal yeah <laughs> we, we got you all set but yeah well that was an, another weird thing is is you see that um the f- you sort of spend the whole movie assuming that because the final configuration is power and so you see like this huge this this rich crazy right, you'd dude assume living, he'd want that right he's living in a huge freaky puzzle house in the berkshires he's this real huge creep who's just like a captain of industry doing all this sinister shit of course he wished for power nope yeah, he wished nope, for sensation. sensation, and the way they and he interpreted that, it like, <laughs> okay, he's like, I already have power, so I want to feel that is. Yeah, he's and a I weird pervert. I can't really fault the movie for that because that is kind of like an interesting way to subvert that, where he's like, well, I already have everything. Like, what uh, what more yeah. power could I possibly have? Give me something yeah. that I can't. Give me something I can't steal. I get that, and that's a cool idea. So I'll, yeah. I, I rescind my criticism of that. But anyway, so uh, the. Cenobite's interpretation of, of you want sensation, like, all right. So they shove this mechanical tra- contraption in his chest that yep. is just like a, Here's why a loom that constantly pulls on his nerves. And it's a really yep. cool visual that is also very Super funny. Super gnarly. It's also very yes. funny. Because he's got it's this, extremely funny. He's like hunched over when you finally see him. He's hunched over with this huge thing sticking through it. And yeah. It's like what it's the funny. fuck is that? It's funny for a few reasons. One, he's he's put is, on a suit around it, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> he cut his suit to accommodate it so he could still yeah. wear suits. I'd be like, I'd give up on shirts at that point. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would just. I would be soaking in the tub all day. That's what I'd be doing. So yeah, like every uh, every minute or so, like the loom twists his nerves, and so he's basically been experiencing this agony over and over and yeah. over again for six it's also, years. It's also extremely funny to me because it's the laziest thing the Cenobites could have done. They're just like, here's this fucking nerve loom. We're just gonna cram it in your chest. Right, they basically like, compared to what they do for power. It was just like, this is so unceremonious compared to that. They're like, here's some bullshit we have on our ship. Right. We just shove it in you. It's like the player piano version of granting a wish. They're just like, yeah, yeah. we made a, we built a bot that'll grant your wish for you. It's like, well, couldn't you, I felt like I, yeah. I thought I was going to get something a little more personalized. Right. Also, it feels like he could have broken it or like taken it apart. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's like really magical. And I, you can't. It, it, the fact that he's still it's alive funny. and it's sticking in his chest, Dave. Yeah, that's true. It's just very funny how like, yeah, how real it's like a steampunk apparatus, mm-hmm. and it's like, huh? It, I mean, it's, I didn't expect like a physical object to be crammed through me, but it is like, all right, like most. I, I don't want to say like most things, so I'll, I'll admit that like most things in the Hellraiser sequels and in, in Wishmaster, in Wishmaster, it is both yeah. gnarly as hell and funny. Yeah. Like deeply hilarious in a in a way that's hard to <laughs> explain, I guess. But it's just yeah. yeah, it's just they shove this fucking jukebox into his chest. Do they give yeah. that to everyone who asks for sensation? I don't know. It's great. Do they again? Yeah. This movie is hilarious. Yeah, it is kind. It is very funny in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, because again, at no point are the Cenobites very scary. They don't 
I, I don't know. The, here's all right. Here's a compliment I'm going to say about this movie and the Hellraiser original and this era of horror uh-huh. from the '80s, like late '80s. Yeah. Um, is horror used to be more surreal, in my opinion? And what I mean by that is like, um, mm. uh, this movie, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, where yeah. it's like it's the the concepts are a lot more like surrealist where like the physical world around them changes and i love it when horror movies do that because it creates this idea of like like the van scene in this was great the, I was because it creates this idea of like there's no escape it doesn't matter where you are that is um the coolest idea in this movie is the van sequence. absolutely yeah but it's from it's it's i'm not saying modern horror doesn't do this but it old horror did this a lot more like evil dead with the mirrors where it's like it turns into water, like shit like that, or like um, fuck um, ah uh, ah, uh, the one with the rocking horse. Ah, uh, people are yelling at me. The rocking um, horse. Yeah, it's a sequel. Uh, I'll think of it later. Uh, it's yeah, it's a random prom night two. Prom night two. Oh oh okay. Yeah, you remember prom night two, right? Yeah, I sure I sure do. Um, yeah, like yeah, that that era. I- Oh, I and think that's another movie that's like late 80s. That's actually well, 87, we, same as the original. Where it's we like still had a lot weird. of Yeah, we still had a lot of bullshit slasher movies though throughout the 80s obviously. And like For I sure. think what ends up happening because the original Hell- Hellraiser is more like that too. Uh, and obviously you see scenes yeah. like that in this movie, but I think it just comes from the the instinct to sequelize them and so it's like well how do we keep making sequels to this and they always seem to go toward the slasher route instead of doing oh yeah uh, no but i'm saying aesthetics i really like the surreal aesthetics that this brings that i think you don't see in a lot of slasher or a lot of horror in general where it's like a ghost is just going to be some boogan that pops out um uh some fucking bagul and uh whereas it's like oh we're gonna have freddy krueger rip this person's tendons out and puppet them like a marionette while he's giant you know um yeah or like or like yeah this the in prom night too we're gonna have the blackboard turn into water and she drowns in it um shit like that where it's like really fucking weird conceptually um which i feel like horror movie doesn't do that much that Mm -hmm. said i never find it that scary i just find it cool I'm always like, oh, what a cool idea. And this is yeah. the same where there's these moments where, where like now that there's CGI involved, it's it's, you know, these are things that normally would have been models or stop motion or like really cool puppets, which would have been fun, too. I know the makeup effects in this are pretty good, um, but it's like nice to see ideas where it's like, oh, the van stretches and it's like, oh, what a cool idea. Um, again, never scary. Never find it scary. I just think it's cool. Yeah, that goes uh, a long way. There's yeah, I, I, think I, so. I, I I prefer haunting images, you know, to uh, yeah, ultimately me too, you know. Yeah. Um, um, I just with most of these, I just find them visually stunning. Yeah. Um, but not yeah. necessarily scary, and I think it's yeah. part of part of it's also is we're we're used to Hellraiser by now. Like Hellraiser, yeah. When it, when it came out, was fucking wild. There wasn't anything like that in mainstream horror movies. Um, yeah. I like that they went with hot lady Hellraisers. Yeah, just no, a, a bunch lot, of a just lot. a bunch of hot lady Hellraisers. Most around. of the most of the Cenobites are ladies in this movie. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that. 
Um, yeah, hashtag feminism. Mm-hmm. Girl boss. Except Girl boss Hellraiser. Except Chompers. Chompers was, I think. I don't think Chompers is anything. Well. <laughs> I think Chompers is just Chompers. <laughs> oh, bless him. <laughs> yeah. Chompers is living the dream. He really Chompers is. is having the living his best life. <laughs> He's just like, ah, what do I do? I chomp. I'm a chomper. Give me something to chomp. I'll chomp it. I love it. I like that they played with the idea that like the Cenobites will sort of ignore whoever wasn't marked. So like, um, yeah, her brother's boyfriend. Like you think he's about to get got, but the Cenobite just walks right past him and heads for the other two because they've been marked. Yeah, or rather the, the See, I... main character's been marked. But I just real quick. But okay. I, I thought it, I liked that idea, but then I also liked how they put a pretty firm limit on it because, like, her boy, her scumbag boyfriend starts like pushing his luck with it and like tr- like shoving and trying to punch Chompers. So Chompers bites the fucking shit out of his arm. Yeah, it's like, buddy, he's just like, <laughs> there are limits. It's like, yeah, she's the marked yeah. one, but like, maybe don't put your arm near that guy's fucking yeah. mouth. He's all mouth. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, listen, I'm at work and I'm trying to be professional about this, but if you come at me, I I will defend myself. But look, look at like, me. That's, I'm f- like that's like I like listen, <laughs> we that that person's marked, but I'm still a person over here. Right. You know, I still have feelings. I'm 30% teeth, so like don't tempt yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like I have free will over yeah. here. I can fuck you up if I want to. Yeah, yeah. I might get written up by my boss, but yeah. you know, I don't give a shit. St- yeah, that's a bit again what's funny and and like could be potentially scary about the Cenobites is that they just really have rules. And again, it a makes them mostly, mostly yeah. funny. Yeah. Because again, when he, he, so what he does, oh, and this doesn't make any sense. This is a bad moment. So we, we haven't really gone through the plot, eh. but basically this rich person has been uh, set this all in motion because the guy with the fucking loom, he wants to, he basically has been planning to trap the Cenobites to be like, hey, Get this fucking loom out of me. It's so funny where they're like, yeah, yeah, what is your wish? And it's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I wish to not have this fucking loom in me, you dicks. Um, and so what we learn is the bad guy, who is bad because he's sacrificing lives, because the whole thing is to talk with the main Cenobite, you have to sacrifice lives with the puzzle box. So he's not good. Um, no, but no, no. then at the end, he draws them in and traps them. And he traps them. And he basically says, I want to speak to your manager. He's like, listen, I'm going to trap your fucking, your, your, your soldiers here. Uh, you get this fucking loom out of me. Yeah. Uh, and in a way, he's kind of the good guy in that moment. Well, because he, he's not the good guy, but the main character no, definitely but, should not have done what she does. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. He's they're, they're the enemy of my enemy situation yeah. right now. Because he is he has trapped the Cenobites <laughs> yeah. who are also after the main character. Yeah. And he's like, all right, fuckers, and, I got you. And her friend. Like, her friend was the last one marked and is actively right. being chased by Cenobites when uh, Goran traps them all in these cages. So it's like, well, he's evil, but he's got them all trapped in these magic cages. So right. let's just and ride not, this out. <laughs> yeah, and he's not going to hurt her friend. Like, he's evil, but he's also not, like, he's desperate. Right. So he's, he like, a, he's, he's a, killing these people. He has a very specific not- agenda that doesn't involve them. Exactly. And he's like, I'm not going to kill any more people than I have to. Yeah. That's essentially it. 
And so he's got them trapped. He's like, you get this fucking loom out of me. Yeah. And she untraps them. She opens them. the cage. And I have no fucking idea why she would do that. No clue. Because as you point out, they immediately start going after her friend again. Uh-huh. And start, like, he has and them. And they... They tie him up. Uh, they they briefly crucify him with like skinning wires. Like he almost gets yeah. fucking got because she opens yeah. the cages. Why did you open like, the cages? Yeah, see how this plays out. I mean, yeah. What are you trying to get on their good favor? Yeah, like, like what, what is this? What, like yeah, Goran is an asshole, sure, and he. Th- that's- but like fucking. Let the cage bit ride out. Let's see where this yeah. goes. <laughs> that is something a bad person does. Yeah. Like that would be something like Benny from the Mummy would do. Exactly. It's yeah. like a. It's like so weird that she does that, and that we're supposed to be like into it. It was like, what the fuck are you doing? Why would you, I? I have no idea why she did that. If like, if, if it, o- it only to just make the plot continue. Exactly. Because if they didn't have like, if it was just him. Um, like if it, if it hadn't involved her friend, like if he hadn't marked her friend with the puzzle box right before he did it, so he's going to be the, then it might be fun. Then it would have yeah. made sense because then you'd be like, well, fuck this guy. I'm just going to ruin his trap for him while we escape. But that's not the case. Her friend is marked, right? And as soon as she opens the cage, the Cenobites are going to kill him. So it's it's yep. yeah, it's that's like one. That's like a great example of why I thought this movie was bad. There's like a hundred yeah, moments like that. None of the the characters don't do anything that makes sense. No, absolutely no. Um, and it's, it's just, frustrating. I, I, it, it, much like a slasher, and I understand because I, you know I'm sure the original is much better. But like I was watching this like a slasher where I was just rooting for the Cenobites. Of course, you know? yeah. Like um, after the first 15 minutes, I was like, "Well, I hope they get everybody. I hate all these people." Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Again, the only person I liked was the the boyfriend yeah. who almost gets got. So they at least yeah, do to right. save him. Her brother's boyfriend, um, because not, he her, is, not her scumbag boyfriend. He gets no, not her scumbag. He gets her brother's pretty boyfriend. hardcore. Got at the end. Yeah. Doesn't work out for him. Yeah, he gets uh, um, if if you uh, if the word degloved bothers you, then spoilers. Watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so so that's weird. And then the movie, yeah, devolves into a negotiation scene. Yeah, where the Cenobites that the Cenobites are very patient because she traps them, it's, they, it's, she untraps them, and you think, oh, they're gonna fuck him up. Nope. No, they just like approach and they're like, anyway. So, well, yeah, he solved their box. Back to our conversation. Yeah, yeah, so it's so funny. Yeah, I mean, they listen, Dave. They have nothing here's but the time. Thing. Nothing but time. Oh yeah, but here's the thing: is like, why do why did they give her wish? Because she didn't solve their box. He solved the box. She helped. Like again, it's very weird. Like I love when the Xenobite um, is just like talking to her. Like she goes to throw the puzzle box away, and Pinhead's like, "No, don't do that." <laughs> And it's just like uh, you shouldn't do that. You should you should chill with us. And then she doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's another moment where it's like they mark her. Yeah. They hit her with blood, but, and they go, but, "Now we own you." Right, but then it's, the it's first just thing... very funny because the Cenobites seem to know how incredibly easy they are to beat. Oh yeah, and so they have to like negotiate a lot. Well, you can't really beat them. They always get what they want. Yeah. Like it's they don't. It's just like, very you, funny. You can't really. There's nothing. You, you can't really trick them. Like they don't care what you pick at the end. Yeah. As long as they get their their little. Uh, as long as you feed the puzzle box uh, lives, that's all they care about. Exactly. It's yeah. Exactly. And that's what's very funny about it is that you realize like I don't know. There's it's there's something like I'd rather deal with a Cenobite. All right. Sorry. I'd yeah. I'd rather deal with a Cenobite than like a bear. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? Because a bear wants something scarier. It wants to consume you and eat. You can't talk the to Cenobite, the bear. Yeah, it's weird that you can negotiate. Like, it's it's the whole, like, it's the anti-Terminator where it's like, it can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. In this case, they absolutely can. I feel like they could even be bribed. Like, it's 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 weird how reasonable the Cenobites are. Yeah. And it's very funny to me. You have to. That he... he you have to be the one that had that that summoned them in the first place, but yes. Yeah, but then once you do, they're like they talk this guy. It's so funny that he's just like, I don't want this loom, and they're like, Oh, okay. Well, what what do you want? Then? Yeah, they're <laughs> like, like, Well, you, uh, well, we don't yeah, do well, can we? We don't do returns. Yeah, but we do so we can, exchanges. We can, yeah, we can do exchanges. We can like they actually are reasoning, and like you'd think they just say no. <laughs> You know, but no, they're like, okay, well, let, let me take out the book see, here I and do, look at, so let's see what we can do for you. It is like, they're literally, it's like a customer being yeah. like, I'm unhappy with my we're, service. We're listening to a customer like, service call. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's so weird. I do. I, I acknowledge that it's funny, but I do like that about the Cenobites. I like that yes. they're just, they're, they're, their nature is such that like they, they, they are a little confused when you don't want their gift. They're like, well, you don't like yeah. it. Why don't? You like it. You wanted sensation, right? So we put a jukebox in your chest. It's like, yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't fucking want this, man. Give me something better. Well, I don't know. Okay, what else do you want? Yeah, it's both. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It, it could be a really scary concept if you did it a certain way, but they don't do it that way. It's more funny. Right. It uh, needs to be then, like, I, I like the explanation of the lament configuration, but it is, a, it would make them more... Sinister, I'll, I, although I recognize this necessarily, not necessarily the the intent, but it would make them more sinister if it's like you just you had to pick one gift and they're all fucked. Right. The fact that you can just say no is very funny. Right. To me. Yeah. Because this is this is juxtaposed with her getting the conversation, which again she didn't solve the puzzle box. It's weird. He solved it. That's why they're talking to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, it's it's very funny because. You see him negotiating and then and it's clear like there's no good answer. And then and then just watching her just be like, Yeah. They're they're like, you can choose resurrection. And there's just this moment of thinking, like, yeah, I think I'm gonna not. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> I think I've seen yeah. yeah, I think I've seen what you what you guys think are wishes. So I don't wanna see what resurrection means in your mind. Uh so I'm gonna bounce. And then that's it. You can just say, No, I'm good, and they'll go, Oh, okay. Bye. Yeah. That's so funny. I mean, it's sort of like the ring. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, we're the ring. It's just like so many rules. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I did. The ring I, is another one where it's like, yeah, when you think, when, like, there's something very funny about a villain that calls you to schedule an appointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I did want to sort of mention because this probably hasn't been clear. I did enjoy watching this movie. I think this movie is entertaining. I just think it's bad. Yeah, I mean, the screenwriters, it's the people who work with um, David Bruckner, who did the ritual and stuff. And then it's David S. Goyer, who did the screen story. Mm. And I don't think David S. Goyer is a good writer. No, he's not. And I'm and I'm wondering what he did to make this suck. (laughs) Like. That's the thing is I really like this director still. I think this is well made. I love it is. I do. the look of it. Yeah, I do really. Like I said, I, I really appreciate that there aren't any jump scares. Uh, it's all yeah. just done with the rhythm of the movie. And I think that's really cool. And it's a lot of these cool sequences me, and visuals. Yeah. 
Yeah, but to me, this stinks of David S. Goyer. And what I mean by that is that David S. Goyer, for me, most of the times I notice his writing, it's when a character does something just needlessly dumb to push the plot ahead. Yep. Like, that's a big David S. Goyer thing to me. And that's this is filled with that. Yeah, this movie is exclusively uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, it's people doing things that's like, why would you do that? Yeah, you why would, would you never ever do that? Do that. Yeah. Which you could argue is every slasher film, but it's a lot more obvious when you have to solve a fucking puzzle box yeah. every time. And it's not ev- it's, it's just, not every slasher film. It's just an easy trap that yes. horror movies fall into because it's like, well, nobody cares. It's a horror movie. So it's like it's like it's almost like encourages bad behavior in terms of screenwriting. Right. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very silly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very silly film. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I did enjoy it, and again, the visuals are great. Yeah, I was, I the was makeup, the costumes. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Uh, but I was, I was ultimately disappointed by this movie. Uh, and that, that's, that sucks. But you know, it I, was yeah, still I'm entertaining. Sorry. I, I was less, um, I was less disappointed, and I think it's because I had no expectations, and I enjoyed the visuals, and I laughed. <laughs> I had, I had a good laugh. Yeah. throughout. Like it was gnarly and it was funny and it didn't scare me, but I enjoyed it. Sure. Um, because it was just I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with it. Again, when she hits, she she I believe she stabs uh, the chompers, right? And and uh, I think she she stabbed maybe I can't remember. I don't know. The first Ceno bite, she stabs, uh, just like gets stabbed and goes, oh, yep, you found the loot hole, and like steps away and then gets torn up. And that was very funny to me. And like that's that's such a funny thing to do. Like they they take away anything that could make the Cenobite scary. And it almost feels purposeful. Where I'm like, I, I'm supposed to laugh, right? They're supposed to be funny. Like and then they their plan after that is like, let's just stab another. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> just keep stabbing them. And it, it's funny or that like, they drop that plan. Stab because a, it's like a fish or something. <laughs> like Yeah, stab a fish. Go to a stab a cow, yeah, you know. Get a, uh, get like, a lobster at, at the lobster tank. Like yeah, you, because once you realize you can do that, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Or again, they just stab. Like she tries to stab another one, and then it gets all weird, and she's like, ah. But like, try again. Once it's caught, like I don't know. It, it's it's very funny. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of very funny stuff. Yeah. And then when it when it takes its final configuration, the boyfriend's like, don't stab me with that. And then he runs at her. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's, well, dude. It's the screenwriting shit. They wanted her to stab him, yeah. but they didn't want her to just stab him. He had to like yeah, l- so he, lunge at her in a way that makes no fucking sense. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but the 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 advice is if someone pulls a knife at, at you, you run away. You can't you can't do anything then. Mm-hmm. You don't run at them. Yeah. It's very stupid and, and, to run at someone with a knife that's yeah. stabbing yourself. Yeah, it's 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 that was like kind of almost that was pretty much the final straw for me. I mean, oh, okay. it's, it's like right at the end of the movie too, but it's just like okay, yeah. like this is just so. It that was a real Alan Alda pulling out a gun at the end of Murder at sixteen hundred. Yeah. It's like okay, exactly. Like this is just a this is just script just fucking sucks. All right, it's <laughs> like, a bad script. Um, but I I had a blast watching the stupid thing. Yeah. It is well made. It's, again, Wishmaster. It's the same as Wishmaster, where it's it like, that's as, not a... That's it wasn't as, as fun as Wishmaster. It was just... Yeah, it could have been more fun. You're right. Yeah, so it's like even... Like, uh, I don't know. I just... I was really disappointed by this movie. 
That's fair. Well, it's getting really good reviews. So like <clears throat> I was expecting it to go the other way. I was expecting it to be really scary and really like meaningful and stuff. Cause the reviews seem to imply that this was going to be like, like, like really intense. Um, Maybe like, it is oh, for some you've people. Ever seen. Yeah. For me, it was, it was just fun. It's less which, intense than the original. Right. This was a movie. It, uh, you know what it reminds me of? Midsummer. Midsummer was a movie that I had a blast watching, and it had nothing to do with it being scary. Oh, it wasn't that's scary. A fucking I laughed. I laughed. <laughs> yeah, and like, it's it's. I I guess I like it because like I watched this late at night and I slept soundly. You know, because oh, it's yeah. like yeah, no, no, no this no, was no problem. Yeah, yeah, and it was the same with Midsummer. As I walked out of Midsummer, like, oh, that was so much fun. Yeah. Which is not what you necessarily want for a horror movie, uh, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, we can be done. Yeah, I, yeah, we can be done. I, I, I recommend this movie if you have Hulu because it's free. Um, just don't expect it to be like scary. Yeah, it's just kind of fun. Don't and silly. Yeah, and if if this is like your first Hellraiser, maybe watch the original first. Like, yeah, I, watch the original. Like, I feel like if somebody who hadn't had only known of like the reputation of the Hellraiser franchise started with this film, they'd be really confused. They'd be like, well, th- is this it? Like, this is, well, like- here's what I'll say is part of the reason I probably enjoyed it is because I had no expectations. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe watch this movie and then go back and watch Hellraiser, oh, which is maybe, what I'm yeah. going to do. Yeah, you should. Yeah, because then you'll enjoy this and then you'll watch Hellraiser and go, oh, well, this is better, you know? Uh, but at least you'll enjoy this movie more, probably. I feel like you'd be more disappointed like you are. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, a good comparison is like the new Candyman. Had the new Candyman been stupid and silly, that would have really bummed me out. Yeah, but it's, um, but it, new Candyman's pretty but good. But it's, it's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I love the new Candyman. Yeah. I've watched it twice. It's great. It is pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got, I got nothing more. Yeah, we can be done. All right. Hey, folks, thanks for listening. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y Unemployed. Uh, we, we have, for just $5 a month, we have a bunch of uh, exclusive podcasts on there, like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder's Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, mm. and Spielboys. Mm. Uh, we also watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. We'll be watching horror movies, probably. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's Shocktober, Dave. It's Shocktober, which also means next week we have a very special We Just Watched episode with a special guest. Um, uh, it's not for the movie Smile. I don't think we're going to cover it Smile. It probably won't cover Smile. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, everybody loves, like, everybody's saying how good Smile is, and I just, the trailer, it looks terrible, so, yeah, I don't know, I man. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know about that smile. I don't know about that smile. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, what I do know about, Dave, and that's, we have a store. If you head over to GameFleetUnemployed.com, you can find a link to our Teespring store, where we have all kinds of cool, original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So, uh, slap your little chain hooks on that. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, get those chain hooks Get out. those chain hookies in there. Get your little chompers in there. Yeah. Fucking chompers. It. I loved him. Uh, he's he was, so, he, he loves him. He was the him. best Cenobite. He's great. Yeah. Yeah, chompers. He put, Dave, he puts the bite in Cenobite. Ooh.